podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry at Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. Welcome to episode 32. I think it's 32. Maybe 33. No, it's definitely 32. If you think it's 32, phone on in. No, I'll just, I'll just look. Oh, you know that like proper posh um, apple juice? Is it Coppola or some, something like that? I'll just like, me and my boyfriend got it as a treat yesterday. Because it's proper posh, it's really expensive, but it's ever so tasty. And uh, <laughs> I've just had like, like cleared most of the bottle with a glass because all these fucking things work and it fucking nothing in it. And then I fucking, I literally, like, you know, in, you know, like on Geordie Shore where someone swills someone, which is like where you just throw a drink in someone's face. It looked like I did that. I just sort of like slipped and then just flung it like at the ironing board, which is just, so I've just, and then there's like hardly any left. I've got my boyfriend go, oh, did you enjoy that? Oh, no, but the ironing board did. Oh, so annoyed, so annoyed. And I was just stood there with my empty glass going, how the fuck did I just do that? Anyway, had wicked weekend, went to Edinburgh, went on the coach. That was not so wicked. It's just so long. But you know what? I think I'll do it again. You guaranteed a seat. And although on the way back, God, oh, there's this obnoxious family. Oh. Well, this is horrible, especially because he's German, and I might be stereotyping. Cause was what's that guy that kept them people in the them women in the basement? Was he German? Fritzel? Was he German? Anyway, this they were like a bit German and a bit American and a bit Irish. I think I don't know. I think they might have just constantly travel. Like the guy, the dad was definitely German, and uh, they. They were on the, the family, on the coach, and three girls. They were fucking obnoxious. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Never said, like, the woman's like, Daddy, can I have this? Daddy, daddy. And then um, whenever the dad or the mum give them anything, they never said please or thank you or anything like that. And they were just fucking obnoxious. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were doing my head in. Because... When me and my brother once, we went to, uh, like, far, where were we coming back from? Somewhere far, like, Yorkshire to Cornwall or something like that. And this poor woman, she must have thought, oh, bloody hell, here we go. We, we, so there's two of us, me, my mum and my brother, and then this woman on a four, four-way seat. So we, like, jammed the poor woman in. And bloody hell got on ever so well. She was showing us photos of her trip to Canada, all this business. And then she said at the end to my mum, she goes, your kids are so well behaved. And we were. Whether I was a little cunt or not, I was bloody well behaved. I always have been. I always got good manners. Brought up like that. So if someone gets you something, you say please or thank you. No, you wouldn't. You don't say please if they're giving you something. That would be weird. You say thank you. Yes, I know. So... Well, although, I think I've said this before, but although that journey was a bit of a drama, but mum told me off, that was that, we moved on. Um, because I had 
I put a hula hoop on each finger, then went to the toilet, and then came back with a hula hoop still on each finger. Mum said it was very unhygienic. She had a point. I took them off. I think I secretly ate them still. So yeah, so they said, and then because we were stuck in traffic, there was an accident. Or they when when you're stuck in tra- like gridlock traffic, I don't know. I always find it really liberating when you've been stuck for so long, but then you're suddenly like moving so quickly as if it never happened. I don't know. It always I always find it like exciting in a way. But and ah, oh, I know it's always the way though, isn't it? But because well, in the end, so was this accident. We had to go into two lanes instead of three, or one lane instead of three. And it would have been fine if people just hadn't jibbed in. I don't know. I don't get these people that just think that cues and rules just don't apply to them. Like, what the fuck makes you think you're so special and everyone else is is um is queuing up? In the end, because we were stuck for hours. I think we were two and a half hours late. That's a long time, isn't it? And in the end, the bus driver, right towards the end, jibbed out, jibbed back in, and I thought, do you know what? We've earned this. You can go, my friend. And yeah, his bus driver was a good egg. You can't, you can't blame him. He didn't do nothing wrong. Found one pound ten on the bus. That was good, which was a seventh. Of the journey paid for, so that was good. Uh, had a, so it was in Edinburgh. I fucking love Edinburgh. It was put up in a lovely place. The stand, the stand comedy clubs. Like I think I've said this before. Like it shows probably my my lack of ambition. My lack of ambition. But if someone said play there every day, I would. I'd, I'd said to my boyfriend about it. If someone said to us. You can stay next. They put you up in this luxury flat, and it's so nice. I said to him, I said, if they said to you we could live here rent free forever, would you move to Edinburgh? He's like, God, yeah, of course. It makes you um, a bit soft because you forget because you love it so much. You forget about the real world. Oh, it was great, 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 great. Went on a lovely walk on a jetty. Uh, there was like these huts on the jetty and I thought Edinburgh were quite cultured and nice people but there was a lot of racism in those huts um sad thing happened actually on the so on the Saturday whilst I was on the stage I felt my phone vibrate and like in my leg and this is a rarity. Not many people ring me. People only ring me if I've got bills to pay. Oh, no, you got bills to pay. And so that was odd. And then, um, and then I do a bit at the end of my set where I play the bill. I know, cutting edge. I tell you. So I felt the vibration, and then as I've at the end of my set, I've taken my phone out to to look to get the bill on it and then a, a message has come through from my friend from back at home that's gone got some really sad news will you give me a ring and i'm like uh <laughs> this is like on stage I'm like fuck it out so then and it was a weird gig anyway that night like it was great and the, the audience wouldn't have known but i just felt like a weird Sometimes I don't know what it is. Sometimes you just feel like an off vibe. And there was this girl in the front row who was just kept putting her head in her hands for everything I said. It's like, 
what are you on about? Like, I might be many things, but my stuff's never predictable. How can you put your hand in your hands like, like you know what I'm gonna say? If you think uh, hands as well, like if you think I'm boring or something, I'm like not being a dick. I'm like the least boring stand-up act ever. That's a bold statement. I don't give a shit. I'm sticking with it. So, so anyway, so it was a weird one. And then I thought it was, because usually when it is like that, it's just me. But Dave Longley was on. He said it was the same. He felt the same. And he's like, they're seasoned. And I loved it. at the So at the end, because often people come up to you and they'll go, if you're standing with someone, say that it's been the headline act or whatever, people will sort of go, oh, and you, you were good as well, but just be- by default because you're there, do you know what I mean? So I was standing with Dave at the end, we were waiting to get paid, and this guy come up, come up to him, looked at Dave, then saw me, so I thought that's what he was going to do, and then he goes, oh, you're, you're so edgy and original, so good, I was really impressed. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's nice, and I was thinking, oh, but he's going to, you know, proper big Dave up, and he goes to Dave, where are you from? <laughs> Made me laugh because I knew that Dave thought the same that the guy was gonna say, like just like something off, like what's it called, like like a Luffy. It's not the right word, I don't know. To me and then big him up, but it was the other way around. Made me laugh. Uh, yeah. So I've got on stage. I'm talking about all of this about how it just felt a bit weird on stage on the last night but still a fucking win like the the gigs are amazing and uh and then i'm like oh yeah and then i got a phone call in in the middle of it and then a message and i was like fuck i need to go i need to go uh ring my friend so i rang my friend and yeah a friend of friend of ours had died and it's heartbreak, like, I can't stop thinking about it, but the girl, oh, man, she, just since I can remember, she'd be sort of on and off the streets, and, and, like, since, also since I can remember, she'd been an addict, but the way she, oh, God, she, she hung herself from a tree, like, in, in public, at one fifty-five in the afternoon, which you'd think on a, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was a fucking Saturday as well. So then that sort of plays out with your brain, because you're like, well, was it a cry for help? Were you hoping someone would save you? Because, like, like, reading about it, someone's, like, called ambulance police or whatever, said they've seen her hanging there, and I'm thinking, fuck, have you just seen someone there and then you know not run out and seen if you can lift her up maybe there were you know a few seconds that mm. could have saved but then i guess i guess that sort of stuff just you can't think like that and i'll be honest with you it's not like i'm scrolling back through our messages yesterday and it's you know she has it like the spells of like I'll ask her how she is and then she'll get back and then she won't for like sometimes like the odd year and especially the last time I thought about it the other day and I was like god I haven't heard from her for ages and 
it's so sad because she's never doing well. Like someone, someone said online uh, today, they were like, "Oh, I had no idea that there was something wrong with her." Well, that's fucking bullshit. There was. It's a sad state of affairs because when there's always something the matter with someone. I don't know, you, not that, well, yeah, you kind of always assume there is, people always assume there is, so they, they bother even less than, do you know what I mean? If, if someone suddenly has a breakdown, people will be there immediately, but when it's always been like that, people's patience wears thin. Mine never did, but I just think for someone to go, oh, I had no idea, we all fuck it. She's been in the state for so long. Like I said to her, I said, because of the drugs, you, if you get off the drugs, you're more than welcome to come and stay with me for however long you need. But then when you spoke to her, she's always so happy. I always ask, ask you how you are. Like when you say someone's been on the streets or uh, someone's an addict, you automatically think of something in your head. But literally, she was the opposite. Like always looked good, like, you could, in her eyes, you'd look in her eyes and you just saw such sadness, like, she had a daughter, I think this is the, the big, the big thing was, she had a daughter taken away, like, years ago, and she was just, because she's a genuinely good person, like, a good person with a gentle soul, and I think the constant battle it, that she's had in her head is, is with that. She's felt terrible about that and med- self-medicated because of that, but then it's spiralled constantly. So, you know, and then I I took her in years ago by seeing her, but, to, like, because when I'd be out clubbing, I think, I think she, I think I probably saw her and she was probably on pills at about 13 or something. She fucking took... The wrong turn, very young, and ended up in fucking dark cul-de-sac and could never get out. Because I took her in once, I saw her sleeping on the streets and young, like proper young. And uh, I've said this before, and my mum had a Saturday night, my mum had chicken out. For defrosting for dinner the next day, and she's gone upstairs to get her some gym jams, come down, she's bloody eating a raw chicken, like... The girl had problems, but she's such a good person, and no matter what's happened and how many years I haven't lived at home, she's always been in my thoughts. And you check in, and but when, but when someone's an addict and so destructive, you you can't really. Well, even though to be honest, if she'd have said to me, "Can I come?" You know, it can I come stay with you? I, I probably still would have, even if. Even if she was, but you, but you would never push it, would you? Because you've got yourself. You can't, you know. You at the end of the day, if you've got someone on really hard drugs, you can't really have them in your house. And then I guess, you know, because because she's always so, so. Well, she's sort of like a street person. She's been on the street and socialising people on the streets for so long, so she'd do the same wherever she was, but it's just heartbreaking, it's just an example of a heartbreaking, I feel like 
because I was talking to my friend about it, I feel like she never really had a chance. And it, it's so sad, but it was, it was kind of inevitable. Because years ago, well, no, uh, a year ago, she got herself into rehab and then it, it's just old old habits and then she's almost poisonous like that it's drugs are so rife because uh the the living wage is so low in cornwall so many people don't work so many people are on drugs and so many people are stuck there's such a sort of uh an atmosphere of stuck like so many people are stuck and have, have never left and don't know how to leave and don't know how to leave situations they're caught up with Like I said, looking back through the messages, you know, when she said things are hard and, you know, I've tried to be there for her, but then she didn't, you know, she didn't reply. And then I'm like, fuck, should I have just fucking got the train down to Cornwall and tried to find her? Because she never had, as far as I know, she never had a mobile. If I'd always, she must here and there got on the internet and that's how I spoke to her. But then she had a like a family, a, like lovely. I used to work with her sister, and they cared for a lot. And again, it was one of them, one of them things where, like for their own families, their younger children and stuff. I guess they've had to step back after a while of just years and years of the same behaviour. And then through the messages, she said she said that um, she always looked up to me and thanks for letting us stay that time and all that business and it's just like fuck you were going through so much and you were still you know thankful and sweet so I know it's a sort of cliche thing to say but and it's and it's one I genuinely mean with this person it's like I really do hope she's finally got some peace because she just never had it when she was alive Fucking bleak sometimes, isn't it? And poor girl. So, if you're listening, ever so sorry it's a, such a sad one. I ain't gonna do my stories this week. Um, I just don't see how you're gonna say anything after that. But, if you're listening, and I haven't driven you away from my sadness yet, just have a little... Have a little think and a little little nod from my friend that passed away. I, I, I don't know what that'll do, but... I don't know. I don't know, I think... I think you... When you're alive, you want to leave some sort of legacy. And people to remember you. And I was thinking... What has she done? So I mean, she couldn't hold down a job, and you know, was always having a tough time. And oh, you know, I know she was a good person, but you know, her daughter got taken away, and that, and the daughter's gonna have a have a tough time because of that. But then, to always be smiling, and, and I mean, I could go into all the. the like just imagine the worst things that someone could go through like 
like like out of some sort of fucking film that was her life like continuously and to still to to never have your spirit broken and to still be smiling and even though on the inside in her head must have been like fucking spiders running all over like that's like she's left she's left like such a lovely spirit in people do you know what I mean like they'll always think of someone that was sort of never broken always so positive and lovely and funny and sweet but just that to check out a little bit early because it was all a bit too much this has been episode 32 ever so sorry thank you all the best cheers that was my podcast my podcast thanks for listening download share tell your pal at the shop don't worry bye happy my podcast my podcast